But if you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22. I want to preach about, uh, you know what, children today. I want to preach about families this morning. And uh, I want to ask a question to every single parent today. Have you ever given your child back to God? Think about that question. Have you ever given your child back to God? And I know some of you are thinking, man, I'd love to give them back. <laughs> some of you are thinking, oh, yes, Lord, you know, if we could just uh, go back to the uh, counter and, uh, you know, say, God, I want my money back. Uh, it wasn't in, the, uh, wasn't in the manual. It wasn't in the training manual. This one's kind of like, you know, demon-possessed. <laughs> it's like, you know what? It's like, oh, have we ever given them back to the Lord? Amen. When I'm asking, what I'm really asking is this. Have you really recognized that your children is a precious gift from God? Have you realized and recognized, man, the, the gift that was given to me is precious? Have you recognized they do belong ultimately to God first, not you? Amen. They don't belong to you. They belong to God first. And in our scripture, if we turn to Genesis chapter 22, we're going to read a story that I'm sure many of us are familiar with. It's a story that most of you would probably remember growing up in Sunday school. It's a story of Abraham and his son Isaac. So Genesis chapter 22 verse 1. If you're there, say amen. amen. If you're not there, say hold on. Oh, Google it. Google it. <laughs> Let's go. Genesis 22. It's in the very beginning. Amen. It says this. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. Offer him there as a burnt offering to on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him. And Isaac, his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. Verse 5, And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back. Stay with me. It's a quite a lengthy story. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And the two of them went together. Verse 7, But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. He said, Here I am. Then he said, Look, the fire, the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order, and he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by, the, his, by, its, thorn, by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to be this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Listen to this. Blessing, I will bless you. 
and multiplying, I will multiply your descendants. As the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Amen. God, today I'm asking, Lord, that you minister to every parent. Lord God, that we have this deep-seated conviction, Lord, that this, uh, that our children, Lord God, actually do belong to you. God, speak to us from your word. And I thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And so I know God has been asking many of us to put many things on the altar. Put many things on the altar. He's, he's talking this morning. Every one of our parents today, he's asking you to bring your children and put them at a place of an altar. It's an act of faith to say, you know what, God, my children are a gift. They belong to you, God. And so as we begin to offer them on the altar, we're saying by faith, you know what, God, we want you to bless our Isaac. God, we want you to bless our children. So many times in the Bible talks about uh, people presenting their children before God. Hannah is the classic example, like we said this morning. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 27. It tells the story. For this child I prayed, and the Lord granted me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worship the Lord there. Joseph and Mary begin to present Jesus as, uh, you know what, their only son. They present them in the temple. You find this story in Luke chapter 2. Verse 22, the latter part of that verse says, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And so here it is, this example that a parent is now surrendering their child. They're surrendering their children now to God. That, you know what, this is all we want to do is say, you know what, God, I want you to bless my children. How many parents are like that? You know what, you pray for them. You know what, God, I want you to bless my kids. God, I want them to be successful. God, I want them to grow up and be contributing citizens in this community. And I want you to think about this because God begins to speak to Abraham. He says to Abraham, Abraham, take your son, your only son, the one whom you loved. And if you're a Bible student, you know real, uh, quite true of this because Abraham, at this time when God began to speak to Abraham and Sarah, Sarah was 90 years of age. Abraham was 100 years old. Hey, you will have kids. Amen. There's hope for some people today. <laughs> and here it is. You know what? God begins to minister. God begins to speak to this family. And Abraham, because he obeyed God. Listen to this. If Abraham refused to give Isaac back to God, he would have forfeited all of God's promises, all of God's plans for Isaac and Isaac would have lived this lonely, obscured, a nobody life. But because Abraham obeyed, gave Isaac before God, Isaac, his son, received the full blessing, God's best, God's promise for his life. Isaac became a wealthy man. Isaac became the forefather of God's only son, Jesus Christ. And so I'm speaking to the parents today that we can learn from Abraham. We can learn from this story because if we refuse, if we fail to give our children back to God, we may be very well forfeiting God's best plan and purpose for your own children. Amen. So what does it mean to give your child over to God? I've got three quick points that I want to give you. 
three C's. Confirmation, commitment. The third one is claiming His promises. So let's look at, first of all, confirmation. Because the first one, when it means to give your child to God, it's actually confirming your love for God. It's confirming your love for God. Abraham proved his uh, obedience to offer Isaac. Isaac was this miracle baby at this old age. And yet in verse 2 it says, Abraham, take your son, your only son whom you love. Go and sacrifice him. Go and offer him at the altar. The first thing that comes to my mind is, you know what? When we begin to give God back, we're actually saying, God, I love you more than I love my children. And that may be a very hard pill to swallow for some of us because, man, I've got kids. I've got three kids of my own. And I love them very much. But here it is. We're saying to God, when we give them back, we're saying, you know what, God, you're more important. I love you more than I do love my kids. And the reason why I said that is because this, don't allow, listen, your children to take the place of God. Amen. Your affection should be in line with God himself. Your happiness, your source of joy should not be surrounded by your children. Your source of joy should be found in God himself. Come on, say amen somebody. And we ought to, you know what, our joy or this happiness is only, happiness of this world is found by what is happening around us. Whereas true joy is found through a relationship with Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one and only God who came down from heaven to earth, sacrificed his own life for us so that we could be free, Jesus Christ. And that's where we find true fulfillment. And many of us, we come to church or we live our lives thinking, man, if God could only just give me kids, I'll be happy. Man, if only God could just bless me with a son or God would bless me with some kids, maybe I'd be happy, but I'm telling you, Our children, oh, this prayer shouldn't be, you know what, I'm replacing God now for something else. Jesus even says these words, Matthew chapter 10, verse 37. Listen to his words. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. I mean, this is Jesus' words. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. What stern words that, you know what, man, we ought to. Love God more than we should love our children. And so, you know, when we give our children back to God, it's a confirmation that we choose to love God first, that we choose to put God first before our kids. Amen. Secondly, let's talk about commitment. It's a commitment. Can you say amen? Every parent in the room to raise God's children the right way. Amen. The Bible says in Ephesians 6 verse 4, a word to the fathers, And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Listen, giving your child to God is more than a ceremony. It's a commitment. It's more than just, oh, we're going to pray. Yep, God, we know that you prayed for us. Listen, it's an everyday commitment that you're going to train up your child in the way of the Lord. That means you're going to be a godly parent. That means you're going to be an example for your children to follow. I mean, we live in a day and age where people will follow what they see on TV. We live in a day and age where people will follow, children will follow guys on the streets, hang out on the streets and then follow them. And I'm telling you, what's missing and what we've done wrong is it comes back down to the parents. Are you a godly parent today? Are you an example for your children to follow, that you're saved, that you're converted, that you're a Christian. I mean, your example is very important 
to your children. And let me say this, if you're taking note, your compromise will become your children's convictions. I say that again, your compromise will become your children's convictions. What do you mean? Oh, well, if you miss, you know, service now and then, it's not that bad. Oh, yeah, you know what? Oh, just, just you know what? I, I wake up in the morning. I don't even read the word. I don't even pray. Listen, your compromise will become their convictions. And because by the time your children begin to grow up and then all of a sudden you choose to now, oh, man, I want to go on fire for God. I want God to move on my family's life. And all of a sudden they're gone. They're long gone. Why is that? Because your compromise now becomes their conviction. I'm preaching this this morning because that's who I was as a kid. I grew up in a family where there was like, you know what, man, they didn't know how to raise children. They weren't Christian mom and dads. I didn't raise, be raised up in a beautiful family home. Man, I, my, my family was messed up. And I thought that was normal. I thought that was just, uh, everyone is like this. But I come to realize after getting saved and after realizing, man, we ought to train our children up. And I thank God for my mom and dad today. I thank God that they tried their very best to try and raise some crazy PNG kids. <laughs> and I'm telling you, you know what? I understand this because, you know what? When you begin to compromise in your faith, your children will see it. And they will begin to be there in their heart of hearts, this conviction within them. You know what? I don't want my children to have an appetite for the world. Amen. I don't want my children to grow up uh, with an appetite, you know what, for all these social media things and they get involved just to please other people. As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will walk the narrow path and serve Jesus Christ. I don't care what the family down the road is doing. I don't care what the family down over here is doing. Listen, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That means coming to church on Sunday and putting God first. That means, you know, when it comes to finances, to putting God first. That means when it comes to now deciding, listen, what are we going to do? Listen, we're going to put God first because as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Commitment. Are you committed today to raise your children? To be a godly example. And secondly, commitment involves discipline. Woo! Preach it, pastor. It involves discipline. Proverbs 22:15. foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. I'm about to preach this morning. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. Hey, I've grown up in a household where this was taken out of context. Where it's done out of anger. It's done out of this fit of rage, man. Oh, what have you done? Hit him. I remember. Growing up, don't you tell your mother. Don't you tell. Man, inside as a kid, you don't know what is done in this young boy. Built this in, in a rage. This Like, man, what is this? But yet in the Bible, it talks about, you know what? Loving discipline. That we ought to love our children and not just spare the rod. And I was thinking, when I got saved, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to hit my kids because I grew up like that. <laughs> no, 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 man. I'm like, no, no, God, I want your word to begin to help me train up my children. And I got a conviction. I got this revelation. It says, you know what, man? Foolishness is bound up in that little princess of yours. <laughs> foolishness is bound up in that little prince of yours that you need to get a wooden spoon and just, you know what, when it's having little fits of tantrum, don't be scared to give them a little. God created them with the little things at the back. A little padding, you know? <laughs> and we ought to be believers to be like, you know what? Because in a day and age where people are like too scared to, you know what? 
it's done out of love. It's done out of, you know what, a, 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 you know what, a prayer life where your mom and dad decides to say, you know what, we're going to put God first and we're going to raise up our kids the right way. Don't let your past dictate your future that says, you know what, don't, you're not going to hit your children. No, you're going to do it because you're saved, you're converted, and you love your kids. There's so many children out on the streets today because, you know what, they've been, they haven't been told no. They haven't been told, listen, you better listen, child. Most of the people in prison are today because they chose to be disobedient to their parents. That mom and dad refused to instill godly principles. That mom and dad refused to have deep convictions. That now they're out on the streets. And we're praying for them. We're like, yo, God, bring them back. But I want to tell you, you know, you got to train them up young. Train them up while you have the chance. It's done out of love. It's not done out of anger. Proverbs 13, verse 24. He who spares his rod hates his son. But he who loves him disciplines him promptly. The word promptly means early. So you got to do it early. I remember looking for... Um, you know, my wooden spoons one morning. <laughs> and uh, I was, you know, went and dropped my kids off at school. And, and then uh, all of a sudden, I went to take the, you know, lunchbox out of my, you know, daughter's bag. And all of a sudden, whoa, there's, some, there's all the wooden spoons. <laughs> I was trying to, you know, like hide the teachers over there. I was like, oh. I was like, you know what, man? Wait till I get home. <laughs> and I want to tell you, you know what? You ought to discipline your children, not with, not with, hands not with brute force get something where you know what be practical say i'm going to use a wooden spoon because these hands were created to love them these hands were created to embrace them these hands that you have were created to you know what give this love and care for them to nurture them but when we begin to refuse it and we act out of anger listen that's unbiblical you got to choose to have a conviction say you know what i'm gonna promptly early use the rod while I have the chance. It's a commitment to train them young. Proverbs 22 verse 6. Train up a child which is discipline them in the way he should go. And when he is old he will not depart from it. Your commitment today is to love your child. And your commitment involves disciplining your children. Amen. If the world can't do it, let it be the church to be the example. That sets, you know what, hey, we're trying to raise children up in a very chaotic world. And I get it, it's very hard. It's so difficult to raise kids, but I'm telling you, the, the joy of uh, allowing them to grow up just like Abraham did, the blessing that flows on their lives is worth it. Your commitment is to teach your children the Bible. This is where so many parents fail to educate the children in the Bible the, uh, with God's Word because the emphasis is on food, fun, the emphasis is on entertainment, the emphasis is on sport and holidays, and none of these things are wrong. But it's the void of godliness is wrong. I mean, we ought to encourage people to go on holidays. We go, you know, encourage families to go spend time with each other. But the void of godliness is wrong. I mean, the lies and wickedness that are around in our society, it's killing our generation. We live in a day and age just like what the Bible prophesied in 2 Timothy 3 verse 1. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, Proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people turn away. I mean, we live in this day and age. 
where it's filled with so many people who are unloving. And so we as Christians, as believers, listen, we ought to lovingly discipline them, teach them God's word. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through to 9. Listen to this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house. When you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. It's a commitment. And thirdly, and I close, giving your children back to God is claiming God's plan and God's promise for your children's life. As you obey God with your life, as you obey God uh, to give that child back to God, you're posturing that child to receive God's very best for their lives. Amen. Listen to verse 16 of our text. It says this, And he said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you, multiplying I will multiply your descendants and the stars of he the heaven and the sand which is on the seashore and your descendants shall possess the gate of the enemies in your seed all nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice you see the goal of parenting is for them to one day obey his voice that you as a parent are instilling this authority that says you know what in our house you will obey mom and dad that when they do grow up, they understand, oh, yep, we will listen to our teachers. We will listen to the authorities in place. Because one day, how could they obey you who, you can, who they can see? How are they supposed to obey God whom they can't even see? And so our goal as a parent is to train them up that one day they make the decision to obey God, obey His voice. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. Very simple message. Hallelujah giving your children back to the Lord. They're a gift from God. This is very important. I want you, everyone, listen up. There's no children uh, running around. Everyone, every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe you're here today. You're here this morning and God is dealing with your life, dealing with your heart. You're here today. I want to ask you the question, where will you spend eternity if you were to die? Ask yourself that question. Where will I spend eternity? Where will I go if I was to die today, it's appointed for man to die once and then comes judgment. The Bible tells us we only have one life. And Jesus says, you must be born again. You must be saved. You're here today. You know your heart's not right with God. You're here today. You know if you were to die in your sins, you wouldn't make heaven your home. The Bible says, no liar, no thief, no fornicator will inherit will enter the kingdom of God it's talking about sins that separate us from a loving God but God in his great love sent his only begotten son to take your sins and my sins to die upon the cross you're here this morning you're not right with God you know you wouldn't make heaven your home I want you to do one simple thing you just raise your hand with mine I'll count it a privilege to pray for you raise your hand no one looking around if that's you you raise your hand and say yes I'm not saved I want to be born again. I want to be forgiven. I want to make heaven my home. If that's you, you want to be saved. You want to make heaven your home. You raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. No one's looking around. 
Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. It's just between you and the Lord. You're not saved, you're not right with God. Maybe you're backslidden. Maybe you once had a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you once had a walk with Christ, but yet you've gone your own way. You've fallen away. Listen, there's hope this morning. God loves you. God wants to save your soul. God loves you this morning. If you're here today, you want to get saved, lift your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. All across this place, God loves you. He wants to save your soul. He wants to give you a new heart. You're not saved. You're born, you're not born again. You're backslidden in your mind. You know you're not right with the Lord. You know if you were to step into eternity, you wouldn't make heaven your home. The Bible says, Jesus says these words, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He's talking to those who have been born again. He's talking to those who are Christians, real Christians. And then he says these words to those who are not saved. He says these sobering words. He says, depart from me. I never knew you. Those who practice lawlessness. Listen, you can come to church. You could sing the songs. You could say, I know Jesus. I know about God. But the real question is, does he know you? Does he know you? Will he say, depart from me? I have I, I no idea who you are. You practice lawlessness. If that's you, you raise your hand and say, be honest. Yeah, that's me. I'm not saved. God doesn't know me. I want to know him. If that's you, you raise your hand as well. Say, yes, that's me. This is, we're talking about eternity. And your eternal destination hinges on this prayer today. He's reaching out to you this morning. You know God's moving on your heart. You want to get saved. You be honest. Say, yep, that's me. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand all across this place. Say, Pastor, pray for me. I need to be saved. I need to give my life to Jesus. I'm backslidden. I'm not right with God. If that's you, you raise your hand. Say, yes, pray for me. Hallelujah. Amen. Turning to the church, speaking today about parents giving our children back to God. Are you committed? Are you committed to raising your children God's way? Do you love Him more than you love your children? I want to encourage you. You know what? As you do so, you claim God's promises. These altars are open. Amen. If God has spoken to you through the message, why don't you come out of your seat, come find a place to pray this morning. God, help us today, this day. Jesus, we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. God, help us, Lord, to save the next generation. God, help us, Lord, God, save the, the lost and dying generation that is, God, uh, rampant in the world. Young women seeking love from other men. There's men in this, God, generation, Lord, that are lost, seeking acceptance through gangs, violence. So, God, let the race, let the church rise up today to make a stand in their house, in their homes, in their families to put you first. Above all else, God, to put you first, Jesus. Come on, let's pray this morning, church. Lift up your voice. Let's just pray before the Lord this morning. Oh, bless your holy name, Jesus. Shalom.